Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 356. This is Rick, and I'm glad you are here with me for what is a new episode, and an episode that I am recording on the day that it happened. Today is December 21st, Friday, and it is about 10.30, and I am recording this because I'm going to post it before 11 o'clock, and here's why. Because starting today and going through my Christmas break, many, hopefully a lot actually, of my students will be listening to this. You see, I gave them an extra credit assignment so they can listen to this and then reflect on this and get some extra credit over break. Now, if you're a non-student of mine, faithful listener, I do appreciate it. And I'm glad you're here and welcome to any new listeners. I'm glad you are here as well. And regular participants in the podcast will notice that I changed the image that goes with the podcast, the cover image. Um, I took that photo actually recently. It's my photo and I just loved it because it represents the rows of the Advent season, the third week of Advent. And I also like the Celtic feel to that. So I thought I would launch that today on winter solstice day, winter solstice night, actually. And I hope you like it. I figured out that I can change my cover image and um, I don't know that I'll do it more often, but uh, that is my photo and it is something that has now the name of the podcast on it. And I hope it stands out nicely in your podcast feed. And also, I am glad that you are here as I tell you about today and how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And being the first day of break, it was a nice and relaxing day. And I was thinking early in the day about The Truman Show, which is a film that I recently showed to my students. And I was thinking about it because I was watching some videos on YouTube, um, some recent videos within the last few years reflecting on that film, which is now 20 years old, came out in 1998, and how it describes our system of governance today, our world, um, and, and how in many ways it is more relevant today than when it came out two decades ago. So I was watching these videos thinking about what I still want to discuss regarding the movie, the film, with my students. Because we kind of only scratched the surface. And I asked them a couple questions about it on their midterm, but I feel that there is so much more that we can do with it. And I was thinking about that today. And also when I was spending some time on the internet, I came across the film reviews for a movie that is starting tomorrow. It's called Welcome to Marwen. And it stars one of my favorite actors, Steve Carell. Now, in looking at the reviews of this, I saw that it was not reviewed very well. But it was an interesting story. And I did some more digging. And eventually, through some links and through some searching, came across the documentary that inspired the Welcome to Marwin feature film. And found out that I could watch the documentary easily, stream it. 
on something called Canopy with a K that my public library here in Columbus subscribes to. So it was as easy as logging in with my library card and on my laptop, I probably could have done it through my TV, streamed the um, film. And I'm really glad I watched this documentary because it actually got me thinking about comparisons to Truman Show, believe it or not. And I think, hopefully, as I reflect on this, you'll get the connection. The story of Marwin Call is really remarkable. And the title is actually a town that um, a, a man who's probably in his 40s now, his name is Mark, um, I'm forgetting his, his last name here, but he lives in Kingston, New York, which is in the Hudson Valley. So, Mar- so Mark, as I was saying, sorry, there was a little interruption there. Uh, Mark, as I was saying, lives in Kingston, New York, and he was attacked a number of years ago outside of a bar by five thugs, it sounds like, and was beaten almost to death. And in his recovery or from the brain damage that he got in this beating, he lost his memory. And most significantly, he also lost his artistic ability. Prior to the attack, he was an artist. He, he drew. But after the attack, he no longer was able to draw. His hands shook too much. So what he did as his artistic out, output, his, his uh, way of, of being artistic in the world, was to create this town made up of dolls or action figures. We'll call them dolls. And this, do- this town is in his backyard that he created. And he has populated this town with dolls who are people he knows. And as well as himself. He is a character. He has a doll. And he is a character in this town. And he has created, as is told in this documentary, the Marwin Call documentary... He has created this drama, this story about war and this town and the relationships that people have within the town. And he himself owns a bar in the town. Apparently, he was an alcoholic before the attack, after the attack. He has no desire to drink. And and it is sort of ironic, again, that his character has created this bar. And... It is really an amazing documentary, hearing his story, seeing some of the images. He is very authentic to the details. In fact, he has a Jeep, that little army Jeep. And you see these scenes of him pulling the Jeep behind him on the side of the road as he walks because he is he wants to age the tires. He wants to age the Jeep to get real mud on it and to wear the tires down. And it's really remarkable and and quite a stunning image. So I was struck by this story and this world that Mark has created. And stick with me, if you will, through the break, because after the break, I'd like to tell you about what this world has done for him and see if I can connect it to 
the Truman Show and the world that has been created there for Truman. So thanks for sticking with me through the break. So the documentary, Marwin Call, follows Mark and his photographs. Because as he dreams of the story that unfolds in his town involving him as this character, he takes photographs of them. He poses these figures in really lifelike and detailed and striking ways. Well, someone hears about it and invites him to do a exhibit of his photos in New York City. So the end or the final third, the final act of the Marwin Call documentary is he, him going to this exhibit and you find out some more about him and who he is and you see him celebrated in this art exhibit. And it really becomes clear how significantly this town and his role as creator of it and also participant in it through his fantasy and his imagination and his storytelling, how significant it is to his healing because the attack is still very close to him, still very raw and fresh, but this town has given him this outlet to relive in a controlled environment the experience of the attack because this character in the town gets attacked and yet he's able to show resiliency as well. So back to where I started, I, I was thinking again of the Truman Show and the obvious connection between these two stories is an artificial world, a world that is created in which there are characters and there are stories and in which something of a life unfolds. Obviously, there are significant differences. Truman is a living human being within a television show, within a movie, whereas Mark is creating and telling stories with inanimate objects, with these dolls. But I think there is a similarity because in both senses, there is a life story that the protagonist, Truman and Mark, in which they are trapped, in which they are imprisoned. Truman in his bubble of a soundstage with actors playing parts and Mark in his trauma and post-traumatic stress and in his disability because it becomes clear in the film that he struggles. He's, he's not the person who has the same functional abilities as he very likely did before the attack. So there is a sense of being trapped. But there also is this sense of liberation. We, we see that clearly in The Truman Show, but we also see that in Mark, and when he goes to New York and he participates in the art exhibits, there's a sense of freedom and a sense of accomplishment that he so clearly gains. But I think 
one big difference, and, and this is where all the difference is, is that Truman is being manipulated by someone else. He is a human being whose agency has been taken away from him because of Kristoff, the director, elaborately manipulating everything about Truman's life. And that doesn't allow healing for Truman. You know, it. you have to think that when Truman steps out of his bubble, he's going to struggle. He is going to have a lot of mental and work to do and healing to do. And, and he may not be very successful in that. We don't know. Hopefully he will be if the story were to continue. But he has been so disempowered, even though he, you know, makes the effort to escape, he doesn't have this agency for himself. Whereas Mark and Marwin call does because he is the creator. He is the storyteller. He is playing and practicing. And through that, he's gaining agency, agency that was taken away when he was attacked and lost his memory and lost abilities, agency that he now has through photographing and through telling these stories about these dolls and the characters that they represent. So I was, again, just struck today by these two films, thinking about them and reflecting about them. I think God, for me, was present in the stories and the power of stories and in these tales of what is reality and, and how do we relate to our own story, our own life, when we are faced with hardships, how do we respond? You know, how did Mark respond in a very constructive, creative way? But also, how did Truman respond as a you know as a character in in his own story? And I think God is present in those stories, and it's a reminder for me that God is present in my story, and I am present in God's story. That's really what's more significant. That God is creator, does not manipulate me like the Christoph character does with Truman. Rather, God allows me to be a co-creator with God in my own story, in my own life. And it is through that, that God is made even more present in the world around me. So I take encouragement from these films. I take hope. I'm glad I watched them on my first day of break, and I'm glad that I can share those with you and highly recommend that you check out the Marwin Call documentary through Canopy with a K and see what you think. So the questions to conclude with tonight have to do with stories. How do you live stories in your own life? In other words, what stories do you love? What stories do you like to hear or to read or to watch? And how do you imagine yourself in those stories? What characters are you? What would you like to be? And how do those stories that you would like to participate in, how do they help reveal God's presence to you? 
And when you think in a big way, what is God's story for creation? And how do you participate in your own story, in that bigger story that is God's? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.